Now, we all know that Martin can metabolise a pint in five minutes, but I bet even he wouldn't turn his nose up at getting free beer delivered to his door. Yes, our friends at Beer 52 are offering our listeners a free case of eight unique craft beers. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF and cover the postage of $5.95. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. Even Big Mandy is welcome, but not Colin. He's an utter bozo. Each month, members are sent a crate of beer with different themes. Don't like dark beer? Then choose the light option. Comes with a magazine and two snacks, BLT and crumpets not included. Don't be a cockwomble. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF to get this amazing offer. That's www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF. Hi, I'm Ashley McGuire, aka Big Mandy, and you're listening to What the Actual Fuck. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck. Hey, what the actual fuckers. Welcome to WTAF, a This Country podcast. We've got something a little bit different for you uh, this week's episode. Uh, we have no guest, so we've uh, put together... Uh, a little episode here. Firstly, you're going to be hearing uh, a conversation between myself, Pavo, hi, and uh, Lorraine Cheeseman from the charity Shine. Um, I'm not going to say too much because we will let you hear it in the conversation, but sit down and please take the weight off your feet and make sure that you are nowhere that you might, if you faint, that you uh, might hurt yourself because the uh, competition that uh, Lorraine has brought in for us is going to knock your socks off. Then after uh, the conversation with Lorraine, we're going to take you back to, I think it was 2014, maybe even 2015, uh, where in a past life we did a podcast called Movie Heaven, where we would um, talk to very interesting and uh, uh, friends and people about their movie loves and hates and um, one particular uh, episode we had Martin Mucklow himself Paul Cooper come in it was a fantastic episode um, I can remember before Paul came in obviously not knowing Paul at the time uh, just with a link be- between Paul and we'd had Daisy in as a as a guest previously um, not knowing what to talk to Paul about we didn't really know uh, and it ended up being one of the funniest um just hilarious episodes of that podcast that we ever did so we thought we would play it for you again um for anybody that has never heard our movie heaven podcasts um you will get the idea of the podcast um you're going to hear it in its full entirety um brian clough impersonations wine women wafers it means nothing to you now but it will mean something to you in like an hour's time um so thank you very much i know it's a bit of a mishmash of an episode uh this week but uh 
we're going to start off with something a little bit serious and uh, and finish with something that's a lot of fun. So uh, enjoy. I'll be back after Paul's uh, movie heaven. What the actual fuck? Hey, WTAFers. I'm not going to swear this time because I have a lovely lady in front of me. And you, as a gentleman, you should never swear in front of lovely ladies. Uh, now, we're a podcast. We're a comedy podcast. But uh, we've got a chance to do something really good here. And I have Lorraine Cheeseman. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. Now, you are from Shine. Would you like to explain to the listeners exactly what Shine is? Yes, absolutely. Um we basically support mums who are suffering with postnatal depression and anxiety. Um, I set Shine up probably about four years ago now um, after having suffered really severely myself. And it was, it was a shock, actually, at how bad, how awful it can be. And I felt like I wanted to reach out and help other mums through it. So that's how it came about. And, yeah, we've supported probably about 150 mums now, um, organising 12-week courses for them. Right. So so when you were going through it, there was nothing around, no no support system? No, no, there wasn't. It, I mean, I had Homestart were amazing. That's an, another amazing charity. But when it came to peer support, I really felt that it was only me going through it and that everyone else was having a wonderful time, which made it even worse. So what Shine offers is that peer support, which really does work like magic. It's amazing how the mums bond and just realising that they're not on their own is is just wonderful for them. Um, yeah, so that's why I did it, really. And within the courses, we do lots of art therapy because that's something that really helped me when I was struggling. So we do lots of beautiful artwork. And we have nutrition advice. We have some hypnotherapy tasters, all sorts of lovely things so the mums at the end leave with a, a toolbox of coping strategies to take yeah. with them on their recovery. And, it, yeah, it seems to work brilliantly. Yeah. Now, one thing I've noticed over the last sort of few weeks and months, if you like, um, there seems to still be a stigma about depression, that people don't like talking about it, or when somebody brings it up, people get very uncomfortable about it. Yes. Is that one of the things that you help with? through shine yeah i am passionate about breaking that stigma because it's no one's fault if they get depression postnatal depression any kind of mental illness it's all chemical it's all happening in the brain and you know people should never have to feel ashamed or embarrassed um but the, the stigma is still there it is breaking down slowly and i think actually the royals prince and prince harry and william have had a lot to do with that um it's it's hard, I think, especially for mums admitting to postnatal depression because they're worried people think that they're a bad mum or they're failing at being a mum. And, you know, being a mum is the most important job you'll ever have in your life. And so how do they admit that they, they can't do it or they're struggling with it? It's really, really hard. But, yeah, there is still that stigma that we need to work on. Right. So um, if somebody wanted to get more information on Shine, have you you've got a website? Um, the Facebook page is called Shine Once More. Um, I also, if you, I've got a phone number that you could call. Should I give that yeah, number now? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, 07 886 So if you feel like you want to refer yourself or if you know of anyone that is struggling after having had a baby, then do get them to give me a call. Okay, and we'll put all that information in the show notes of the podcast so that they can 
just get that information there as well. Fantastic. That's easier. Okay. Thank you. Now, one of the reasons that you're here on a, a comedy podcast talking about this country <laughs> is you've got a very special um, raffle coming up. I have. Now, my mouth is watering just <laughs> thinking about the prizes that you've got on offer. Would you like to tell all of the this country, this country fans and listeners? just the prizes that you have on offer for this raffle. Okay, well, I'm sure everybody remembers when Daisy got her amazing BAFTA. Indeed. For her being the comic, the best comic actress ever. She came up on stage carrying her red shoes because I think she was so surprised to win it, (laughs) she hadn't put them on. I've actually got those red shoes. Oh, my God. I know, I know. So that's the fantastic prize is to raffle off those those beautiful red BAFTA shoes. We were saying before and before we came on air that that I think that they are becoming iconic. That whole dress and that whole yes. get-up is just one of those things. We had some uh, posters that somebody very kindly did on our live show for sale of those, and they were the ones that sold out. Is is a picture of of, of Daisy in her Swindon Town I'm dress. I'm not surprised. It's just that it's that's just an amazing prize. Yes, but I know. Not only that. Yes. Um, winners will also be able to take three friends on set at the This Country film set, have lunch, and then the actual winner gets to be an extra on the show. So you that's see? another I know it's fantastic, isn't it? I actually want to win it myself. I know, <laughs> I know. And as, a, as like, I was going to say an official This Country podcast, but we're not official uh, at all. Um there are going to be people now listening to this that are going to be wondering how they get a chance to win this. Obviously, this is um, to, to raise funds yes, for Shine. Yes, this is yeah. to raise funds for Shine. Daisy so kindly donated these shoes. She's recently had a baby, and I think just having had her baby makes her realise, gosh, it's actually really hard being a mum. So she's being amazingly supportive of Shine. So thank you so much, Daisy, for that. And yet all the proceeds will go straight to Shine and straight to supporting all these mums that we can help. Wonderful. Now, whereabouts are the people going to be able to buy the the raffle tickets from? Is it better to go onto your Facebook page? I yes, the information will be on there. We absolutely. will share the information on how you can get your tickets and how much they will be. Um, but basically, the Shine Facebook page is the best, best place to go. Shine Facebook page, place to go. And then I expect they will also be on the This Country Facebook pages as well. So I just want to reach as many This Country fans as I can just to let them know about this it's amazing opportunity. It's unbelievable. It really <laughs> is. Um, I, I, good luck with everything. Thank you so much. We will do everything we can to make sure that as many of this country fans all over the world will find out about this. Yes! Um, and I suppose as we are linked in it now, we are not allowed to enter and we can't win. I know. It would be a bit of, but anyway, I will get all my family to buy yeah. raffle tickets <laughs> and then we'll see what, what happens with that. Thank you, Lorraine. It's been amazing. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And we will see you again soon. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. What the actual fuck? I have just created something totally illogical.
Ahoy hoy, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back into the shed for a movie. Heaven. Hello, Pav. Hello, Neil. How are you? Very authoritative. How are you? Very good. Very good, yes. Ready to converse about film? Yeah, it's strange, because we've done so many Live at the Sheds all in one go, and then we were sort of on a run of movie heavens. Which is, is, is good, in a way. It's nice. It's nice to get back into the groove. Otherwise, you forget about films. I never forget about films. No, no. Ever. Anyway, without further ado, we ought to welcome in our guest. I think we should. Well, I'm going to welcome Paul Cooper. Hello, Paul. How are you? Uh, very well, and uh, thank you very much for inviting me. Oh, it's our pleasure. You've got a lovely voice for radio. I yeah. never told you that. Yeah, very good face for radio as well. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. We can join the club for that. Well, yeah, this is why we do it this way <laughs> yes. and not a live video. We don't want to scare the punters off. Absolutely not. So, Paul, how are you first? Let's um, find out a bit about you. Um, do you want to tell everybody what you do and uh, things? Um, yes. Well, I'm very boring, really, um, and, and very boring job and stuff. But I, um, what I do do in my spare time, which is a bit more interesting, is is um, I think called the National Children's Football Alliance, which is about kind of football, using football as a vehicle for kind of change, social change, and uh, and for good. Mm. Um, and we've got a number of kind of projects. Um, one of which is uh, we go out with children uh, to the site of the First World War game. Uh, you know, it's played on 1914 during the uh, Christmas truce. And if ever there was an advert for kind of football and sport being, you know, something that unites people, it was that, you know, when people are kind of slaughtering each other in the trenches. And then what do you do? You, you get out on Christmas Eve and, you know, smoke a few things and... Uh, I don't know why I'm going into a Dutch accent. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Steve McLaren all over yeah, again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a few drinks and you, you know, put your coats down and play kind of football like you did in the playground. So mm. um, so we do kind of, you know, we, we, we get kids from disadvantaged homes and they come and play with kids from Belgium and um, Germany. Uh, we do another, we're doing another project, which is a great project, working in a prison with right. pris- prisoners okay. and their children using football and sport and stuff as a kind of communication thing. So we do a lot of that kind of stuff, working in estates and, you know. Uh, so is it around the country that you do this? Yeah, yeah. I'm, and we have do have full-time. I'm kind of a volunteer and do it kind of part-time. Um, we do quite a lot of stuff in London, uh, in North London. We've done some stuff with Arsenal and a, a, an organisation called Family Lives, working with families from the kind of estates in, in Islington, um, and and there, uh, there is only in it's it's quarter of a million people, and uh, there is one football pitch, one grass football pitch in the whole of that borough, and oh, really? uh, you've got to be a multi-millionaire to play there because it's the Emirates. So right. uh, Christ, none yeah. of the kids have played on grass before, so it's quite in, you know it's it's we 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 you know out here in the country, you know it's uh, we take it as grass. We take it as granted, yeah. What yeah. what ages of children do you? Um... All different ages, right. from, you know, young to teenagers, you know, what, whatever the kind of project is. Um, and there's a big thing now is that a lot of children, you know, I'm, I'm kind of from the era that, uh, where, where kids played on the street, you know, mm. that's how I learnt my game. That's why I'm so shit. But, uh, <laughs> Um, so, you know, all different here. And, and kids now are con- to- totally controlled by, by adults. Um, and it's not just the kind of the social aspects. It's also kind of the development um, 
uh, Bobby Charlton, who's who's very much a, a man of the kind of institution um, and, and the establishment, he said of the 1966, you know, the only ever England World Cup win, that the uh, World Cup was not one on the playing fields of England, it was one on the streets. So yeah. that's a game that was controlled, played and um, organised by children without any adults. And I think, you know, whether it's football, music or anything, I think that now... Adults control everything that children do, and and where you know the, the 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 you know the creative side gets lost. How did you become involved in it then? Yourself? I started. Um, I was um, uh, at Sirencester Town. I was a kind of youth director there, and and ran a team from under sixes to under eighteens, and didn't really like the way it was going. It was just so different from. Uh, um, you know the the game that I played, which was kind of you know, on the streets where children had control. And if, if you know, you you picked equal sides because then it was more fun. And if one team was winning 5-0, you stopped the game, you swap Johnny for, um, you know, Eric and uh, made the the sides, you know, fair. And I think it was during a game and I was just watching a game and it was 25-0. And I said to the coach that was winning 25-0, why don't, why don't you just kind of bring on your substitutes or put your goalkeeper up front or whatever? And he said... Yeah, we got to talk. You think about we got to think. Uh, they will speak like that, by the way. <laughs> we got to think about goal difference. You know, there's Brian Clough, by the way. <laughs> so you know, so it was just that kind of adultification of children's play, and uh, you know what, what's happened to children's play. It's the mm-hmm. someone said there's forty thousand generations have learnt by playing outdoors, making games up, making their own rules up, and playing. Two generations haven't, mm. and you know we're amongst that now. So mm. do you think that things like uh, computer games and uh, FIFA and all things like that, that has stopped basically children going out uh, and also it, it it clouds their judgment of how football should be played. I think so. I think it's everything in, in, in terms of play um, and uh, it also traffic and that kind of stranger danger, which I don't think is any different from it was before, but that, you know... Every, everyone is scared, you know, of everything nowadays, mm. you know. Um, so uh, that's the problem. But children don't play. So how, how do you how do you think of your own thing? I mean, you know, football, music's exactly the same. Music now is a middle class, you know, because, um, you know, it's, it's unobtainable a lot. Football is now almost a middle class game because mm. children can't afford to go to clubs. Uh, play at clubs, you know, the kind of kids on the low income fan, and it was always an escape. Music and football was an escape. It's not anymore. Mm. Well, my son plays for uh, Siren Town, and when I went and watched him, I haven't seen him yet this season, but last season, now I know that all of his friends, whenever they get a ball, they're always trying fancy little flicks because they've seen Messi do it and Ronaldo do it. Yet what staggered me was the fact that they couldn't pass the ball to each other. Yeah, they couldn't pass the ball straight. Yet they were all trying these fancy flick overs and and step overs. I was shocked. I was genuinely shocked because when I played football thirty years ago, however long it was, the first thing they taught you was to pass the ball straight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The yeah. first thing they taught you, and I was sat there. I stood there just with my mouth wide open. I couldn't believe it. Now I'm assuming that when you do all your your things with the kids. Are you training them as well? Or no, is... no. Uh, this is. I used to be kind of do coach. I mean, this is purely just let them play, right, and, right. And, and express themselves, and and, and then for them to get on with it. And and uh, it's funny that that children immediately revert back 
to to how I kind of played. I did a thing up uh, at the school um, during the summer, summer off the streets. We had 50 kids, all different levels of ability, all different ages, which, again, you can't do. And, of course, you learn off older kids, you mm. learn off younger kids. But, but now it's got to be the same age group and you can't have girls and you can't do this and that. Um, and uh, they learn from each other. You know, the, the younger kids learn, learn from the older kids, but the older kids also learn from the younger kids, you know, how to motivate them, that they need to pass a ball more accurately because it's a younger kid and he won't act, control the ball, so they'll lose, the, you know, the game. And, and it's the, it's all those things. And we don't we never give bibs out or shirts, so they're all in their different kind of Man United tops, Liverpool or Chelsea, whatever it is. And they never, ever come up and say, oh, we need bibs, or, you know, they never come up and say, what do we do for goal kicks? They just make it up as we say, you're in charge, you're you're responsible, the only thing is it's going to be a 10-minute game and I'll blow the whistle, and they get on with it. And mm. when you give them that, when you give them that responsibility, they just automatically play like children, but they're never given that responsibility. Yeah. You know? And if they try and play football in the playground, it's oh, health and safety, you know. Is it the same thing with the prison? I take it it's like an open prison you go to rather than uh, a high security. <laughs> no, no, this is um, this is Oakwood Prison, which is the biggest prison in the UK, um, and will, next year will be the biggest prison in Europe. So it's a, but they're just trying to do things very differently. So um, there's a fact. This is the family wing. Uh, they it, prisons are split up into the mad, bad, and the sad. Right. So we work with the sad because the mad and bad, you know, may kill us or something. I know it's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so uh we we work with with them um and it's with um really about kind of communication and and, and just you know the, the work they're doing there is exceptional absolutely amazing and i think it's something like i think the the uh national average is 60 to 70 percent reoffending within two years and 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 this particular kind of project is about 10 percent so uh they just um, just different things, you know, because it, it's eighty, ninety thousand pounds to lock someone up. So mm. if you can get communication and that the family's there and the kids go there in the evenings and there has homework clubs, so the prisoners help their kids with homework and all those kind of things, and and you're just rehabilitating them and keeping that, you know, what happens to the family, you know, because it's, it's bad enough for the prisoner, but what also from the family, they're ostracised and and they don't get to see. So they're just trying to build those kind of bridges mm. and. And and you know make the world a better place. So it, it it certainly works. And the and the you know the prisoners and stuff are, you know the work the the best worst. I said that's avoiding slip. The best people I've worked for in terms of they're so incredibly grateful mm. that people are helping them. You know, I mean it's it's um it's it's an amazing, it's an amazing um you know kind of projects. It's only very very early days yet, but you know we hope to kind of it, develop it and. Um, so, going back to the children's football, then does it sort of teach them um, away from what we consider as antisocial behaviour, and try and is it working on that sort of aspect of things? Just anything, really. Just any, just football as any kind of vehicle. Just you know, in some sometimes it's just communication and intergenerational communication and uh, stuff. Other times it's yeah, getting kids from. Um, I mean, we've done stuff, and I've done stuff in the past in you know Northern Ireland, you know, with the Catholics and the Protestant kids. And, right. You know, um, football is just a great leveler, as it was in you know 1914. It, it mm. just builds many bridges for whatever you know reason. A, uh, a neutral um, 
what was I going to say, like a neutral sort of uh, passion, I suppose. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, when we arrived, uh, we, we did the last time, it was last September, we we took kids over from uh, from England and, and we were with kids from Belgium and Germany as well. And um, the kind of teachers and the, you know, the people that were, were controlling it, when they got over there, they all stood in their groups. There was a ball and there was a couple of goals and the kids, as soon as they arrived, just went over and started playing. And of course, that's how they started talking. Oh, you're going to be in my side. What's your name? You know, Jan. Oh, that was that was the English kid. Yeah. Uh, you know, they start talking and communicating, and it, it's just a you know, it's it's play. You know, and um, that's the one thing missing today. Um, the you know, adults we have a wonderful time in terms of play. We can do whatever we want. There's all these different things, but children have to do it on adults' terms, and um, you know, hence you know lack of creativity and stuff is very very difficult you know to be a you know kind of creative and do your own thing as a child now before we move on to the movie uh questions as a personal thing who do you support i support fulham i said that in a kind of brian cliff accent you did again yeah Yeah. Yeah. channeling his spirit through you (laughs) (laughs) and why fulham i mean just uh, funny enough, because my son actually um, um, about um, took me to a Fulham game about twelve years ago or something. He was desperate. He started supporting them and said, "Oh, can will you take me, Dad?" Uh, and um, it's a lovely old fashioned ground with mm. the cottage in the corner, right by the river, mm. um, and just fell in love with the place straight away. And the you know the kind of the, the people there, you know, are, are very knowledgeable, and there's no trouble and stuff. It's uh, just a really really good experience you know i don't quite know you know a experience like it you know of all the kind of football grounds i've been to in the country it's uh has something special mm. but they're going, going through a bit of a sticky Except patch for the football. Yeah, going through a bit of a sticky patch at the moment aren't they? yes although we won four nil against uh, qpr on friday so that's, that's all right good result mm. so do you get much interest um, or much help from other football teams you mentioned arsenal but do you get other teams from around the country no no we don't get any any help or or from uh, the fa or anything like that um the people the, the place where we've been getting uh, uh financial help is actually um um the you know the centenary um you know the kind of centenary from the first world war right. uh, so we've done a lot of work with kind of schools specific, uh, specifically mainly in kent area there's there's about 100 schools that have been doing various projects and we've done sports stuff you know all kind of everything related it uh, the project is called football and peace um and uh, no it's been very successful really it's you know um and and funny enough the government have actually been um you know we were um my colleague was asked to go up and meet david cameron at number 10 and um andrew murriston is a um a big supporter of what we do and uh he was in fact we interviewed him a couple of days ago it's on on the uh, uh our uh, website and stuff the interview we do with him mm. but yeah no the people that you would expect to kind of support us you know financially haven't i mean they you know they 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 say it in name but um you know there's a lot of money swishing around especially in mm. the premiership but it doesn't get passed down to grassroots football yeah. mm. so what is the website then if people want to look it's and... uh yeah it's um if they just google national children's football alliance and uh, yeah, there's lots of videos and uh, you know the v- various bits of work we do. Wonderful. Sounds really good. Yeah. Lovely. Right, so we're here to talk about movies as well. So let's find out about your movie choices, Paul. So what was the first film you ever saw at the cinema, and where? 
The first uh, film I saw, I grew up in North Devon. Yeah. B, uh, and uh, the first film was Bambi. Okay. Okay. And um, uh, it, I, if you know the film, the mother dies. Spoilers. And, yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> and uh, all I remember, I was just crying my eyes out. Basically, I, I sat on my mother's knee and buried my head into a, her bust, and uh, I was twenty-eight at the time. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and no, I just cried. I, so I, I missed kind of the rest of the film. Like you know, it was, you know, I thought it was meant to be happy and funny, but mm. I'd never kind of, I've never actually. Allow my children to watch it. I've never gone past the the mum being shot. It, know, it hasn't stopped you from going to the cinema. So. It hasn't, but very close. Oh, yeah, mm. it is. Um, yeah, it's we, harrowing. We've said it before that Disney, although they are very light and jolly and colourful, has a very dark side. Pretty pretty much much ev- ev- yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> that's their next cartoon, I believe. <laughs> Disney, what a bastard! <laughs> <laughs> the utter bastard. <laughs> I just oh, go to Disneyland and say that to everybody that works yeah. there. Utter bastards. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, so. When can you can you actually remember? That? I was five. Yeah, yeah I was five. I, actually, um, and it wasn't my mother's knee. I've I actually lied a lot in this one. It was actually not at the cinema. Uh, that's probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I went to a strange enough. I went to a convent up to the age of um, eleven, and uh, it was I was on a nun's knee. You buried your head into a nun's <laughs> breast, did you? Is that what you did? You know, that, that came about 30 years later uh, <laughs> at a special club in Soho. But, nice. Uh, Have you got the address for that? Can I? Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. We'll check the website out on that one. Yes, yeah, so it wasn't at the cinema, so I kind of, that's a bit of a rubbish answer, really. All to be fair, no, I kind of lied th- and no, then, I mean, a convent you could have as a cinema, couldn't you? Yeah. 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 Enough, so it, it, they have those big kind of projectors that... And they'd see a you'd see a film once a year, and it kind of always broke down halfway Probably through. Probably wafers and wine instead of popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There you go. <laughs> Might have worked. Wafers and wine. <laughs> Not at five years old. Like a song. Yeah. yeah. Wafers and wine. <laughs> and wild, wild woman. <laughs> I was going to say wafers and wine. <laughs> Cliff Richard Everyone song. join in now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Johnny Cash. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Wafers and wine women. Ding, ding, ding. Wafers. <laughs> we got a number one hit. That's it. Uh, right, your favourite movie quote. Uh, well, this is rude. Um, I'm not sure I can say the word. Um, yes, let me explain. Can. All right, okay. It, it, it's a very short one. It's basically, you, you cunt. Um, okay. And it was Dead Man's Shoes. I don't know if you know that. Yes, one. Paddy Considine. Yes. That's it in the in the in the pub, and the guy he's kind of staring at the guy, and uh, mm, the chap it. comes over. Yeah, can I help you, mate? You know, you, <laughs> Brian Clough again. <laughs> uh, can I help you, young man? Um, very good. Very good. <laughs> and um, yeah, and 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 it's just it's just the guy's reaction. Mm. Mm. You, you can't, you know. <laughs> and it's just, it's just the way it did. Was Shane Meadows? Shane Meadows, yeah. And it's just that. It's just, it's just an amazing line, and just, just that mm. whole little scenario. Do look it up on YouTube. Mm. Have you never seen that film? I have. It's one of those yeah. great revenge movies. Yeah, yeah. with it a is. twist. With a twist. What we ought not say. No, 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 no. It's still being found, which I quite like. People are still finding that movie now to be able to watch. Yeah, you know they're just coming around to it, and of course with the um, this is England playing on Channel yes. Four at the moment, the last series, Shane Meadows is having a bit of a resurgence. Mm. Be good to see him make another film again. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, 
Oh, well, he, like made the, um, he made the he made the Stone Roses thing, didn't documentary, he? Documentary, documentary, yeah. yeah. Mm. But I, I do like what? the Revenge movies. I watched one on Sunday, John Wick. Have you seen that one? I have seen that one. That's a fantastic movie. The cinema to see it's that Keanu one. Reeves doing what he does best, not saying very much, but killing loads of people. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's really good Another action. Disney. Another Disney. Yeah. Young man. Utter <laughs> bastards. Utter <laughs> bastards, yeah. Or because they killed his dog. Mm. It's fantastic. Yeah. And they're making a second one. They are making a sequel. Indeed they do. Indeed they do. Indeed they do. <laughs> that could go with the... <laughs> Never mind, the song. Ding, right, ding, do you buy me? Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> Wafers and wine and women. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have that song written by the end of the podcast. <laughs> do you buy many movies, Paul? Do I buy? Yeah. Are you, no. are you a buyer? Not no. really, no. Um, do you, you, is it the DVD question? Yeah. yeah. Is it just kind of a long-winded way yeah, of Yeah, just I want to make sure, because if do, I go to you... you the say, segue, you see. Do, do you um, buy Blu-rays or DVDs <laughs> and you just go, no, that'll be the end. But then I was going to add, maybe you stream. Yes. Um... <laughs> I didn't know you were going to ask me about my urinating habits. But, <laughs> well, uh, we, we yes, offer it, all it, sorts it, of services. Well. The old prostate, it's not much of a stream yeah. anymore. It's a bit more of a kind of dribble. Well, we'll see what we can finger. <laughs> we can try. You know, yes. we offer I'm so glad this is an audio podcast. Yeah. I really am. Uh, we can see what, you know, we, we do many things. Let's have a look and see what we can find. Wafers and wine and women. <laughs> wafers. Can we say that wafers as, as the last bit as well? Wafers uh, and wine and women. Wafers. wafers. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of, I think we all, all three ought to go just the wafers at the bit. You know, yeah, the, I yeah. So. Whilst having yeah. a prostate exam. <laughs> <laughs> see the, see the... Uh, wafers! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could just... Tune up and do a bit of harmony. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm sticking my finger up that way. What was the question? Uh, yes, what was the last film you bought? Oh, um, was yeah, uh, I, I think called The Class. It's a French, you know, I'm just trying to be a little bit... Oh. Um, Avant-garde. Uh, no, a bit of a pretentious twat. Is that not another way of saying that? <laughs> So the class... And, uh, yeah, I was kind of working at a school at the time, up at Deer Park, and um, uh, for four years, and I, I kind of bought it, and it was a good film. It was, a you know, very kind of realistic. Um, uh, and, um, the, in fact, the the most realistic school thing I've seen since Please Sir. <laughs> 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 no, hang on, i got to... Oh, please it, Sir. It's Please Sir, the one with Derek Guiler. Yes. Right, oh, OK. Yes. What's the one that had... Um, not Harry Belafonte. What was the other uh, <laughs> black guy? No, 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 no. He was in Please Sir. No, that no, was um, Lulu. Poitier. Lulu sang it, didn't it? Yeah. To Sir, to sir with, with Love and Wafers. Wait. <laughs> 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 Here we go. I'm just going to jot these down. He's gone. He's off. <laughs> Young man, control yourself. <laughs> Brian Clutch in the room. <laughs> The elephant in the room, young man. You should sing that with a bright closer. Wafers and wine. Young man. Young man. People say, who's Brian fucking Clough? Yeah, no. Who's that? It's Michael Sheen. That's it, yeah. The band's United. Just look at that. Tell you all you need to know. Film, yeah. It's a film analogy, yeah. Film analogy. 
<sighs> Did we get an answer for that? The, the yeah, class. The class. Yeah, The, the class. class. Which is interesting. Class. It's worth looking up. It's worth watching. Is it an old film? Or? No, no, it's it's a French kind of fairly nouveau, <laughs> you know, cool. troubled estate on the edges of Paris and, you know, what goes on there. You know, it's a good film. Do they play football as Subtitles. well? Subtitles. <laughs> is it? I think they, yes, they do in the playground, I think. Yeah, there was a bit of football in the playground. Le football? Le, le keeper, le... <laughs> le wafer, le, le femme, le van. Wafers. <laughs> wafers. Don't know what wafers. Yeah, wafers. wafers. <laughs> <laughs> See, we'll get waffers, we'll get across the continent. Waffers, <laughs> waffers. Oh, lordy, lordy. Uh, right, your fa- your fa- <laughs> <laughs> your favourite scary moment. Oh God, this is going to be a strange one. Zulu. Oh um, right, yeah. Okay. And the reason why was that um, I was. <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> Poor guy, wafers. Wafers. It's that last wafers. The last one. Sorry, Living sorry, listeners. We're still back. We're back in Devon. I've seen Bambi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just about got over. Just about got over that. Young and, man. Yeah, young man. man. And uh, we were on holiday on the Thames, and uh, I think we stopped off at uh, Stay Kingston. That was it. And um, Zulu was on. And, and, of course, remember in those days it was a little black-and-white screen you watched at home yeah. for TV. And then suddenly you're all Technicolor. And I was about seven. Yeah, I was 64, I'd been seven. And uh, suddenly Zulu comes on. And I'm absolutely... Amazing movie. And I'm absolutely terrified. So so the nearest, was, the nearest I, nun's breast. Yeah. So well, I was, my, I was with my father. <laughs> and soon I was sitting on his knee, sobbing into his... <laughs> it was after the the, the sex change. So, it was... yeah. so yeah, just the one. <laughs> I need to know what were you scared of in Zulus? Were uh, you scared it, of the Zulus? Yes, it was just the whole thing. This uh, it was when they were going into the hospital, and they kind of uh, were burning it down and stuff. And I was terrified, and I had to actually leave. I was kind of lying down. And then just peeping up over the over the seat every now and again, and my father actually had to take me out. And we saw some soppy western. He was very very pissed off. Oh dear. Uh, the other one that absolutely because I'm I I cannot handle horror. I'm I'm so scared of everything. The other two things were um, back in North Devon again. It goes back. Um, <laughs> I was with my cousins um, again, very young. And uh, Psycho was on TV for the first time. We were left alone. My parents had gone out to some kind of dinner party. <laughs> right, okay. And uh, they told the next door neighbour, just pop in and see if the kids are all right. So suddenly we heard the... <laughs> just after the knife, in the shower, the door go downstairs. And, uh, yeah, it's not bad, actually. If sound, no, it's all right. Sound kind of a, yeah, get a job on the radio, please. Yes, if you ever need... And uh, this kind of, we heard the footsteps come up the up the stairs, and then the kind of the door opened. This hand, and it was, it was the next door neighbour. Oh, right. I mean, it, was, it was scary. I was the on the edge of my seat then. I thought it was the name. <laughs> the Blair Witch Project scared me shitless, just because it was kind of lifelike and that first mm-hmm. thing. And I actually drove through that forest. Not really? drove through the kind of the trees and you know, yeah. but, but you were on a road. And that was a football thing. I was, was over. 
In fact, we're actually going to Antietam, which was a, the big um, English uh, English Civil War. <laughs> yeah, we flew them over there to fight. <laughs> uh, Brian Clough was was around him. Um, the front line. <laughs> That's where the wafers and wine song was. It was one of those old Civil War ballads. They used to sing after Dixie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Around the campfire. <laughs> Away from I wish I could go with Dixon. Let's stop singing that one. Let's sing something different. It's <laughs> on Brian Clough again. <laughs> he was there. General Cloughter. <laughs> Holy <laughs> <laughs> Well known Confederate general. Yeah. <sighs> ah, right. And now <sighs> breathe. Right, Paul, your favourite comedy moment. Again, um, back in Devon. And we went, uh, we used to go to um, St. Ives on holiday and lovely cottage called Mermaid Cottage. And then one day it wasn't available, so my father booked something else. It was an Easter and it was snowing and we took, and uh, the actual place was, venue was a, was a, a, a council flat on an estate about three miles outside of St. Ives. Nothing to do whatsoever so my brother and I wandered into um, St. Ives, which just seemed to be closed down for Easter, and we went to the cinema, and there was a film there called um, Deadly Weapons, 1974, this was. Have you ever seen Deadly Weapons? No. I want to, though. Starring... <laughs> Diana starring, Was it? Starring Chesty Morgan. Chesty Morgan. Chesty Morgan. This is before you got, vi- you know, porn videos and whatever. And I, I don't know if it was meant to be... I don't quite know what it was meant to be. But the first line in the film is this. Uh, do you know the female breast... There, there is a theme running through this evening. <laughs> do you know the female breast, known to be the source of human life since Eve, can be deadly weapons? <laughs> Crystal avenged her lover's death with the only thing she had, her deadly weapons. Nice. So the whole film is basically... <clears throat> those are the first two lines, so it kind of gives the plot away. Yeah. But she basically Spoilers. kind of drugs or, or, or gets suffocates. men dr- drunk that have killed her lover and then suffocates her with her breasts. What I can think of worst go. ways yeah. to go. Whiffers and wine. <laughs> Women and big breasts. And breasts. <laughs> yeah. Deadly um, weapons. Deadly weapons. I've, Look I've, it up. It's on, it's on YouTube. You get it on YouTube, 1974. It is a classic. I might watch that later. But a guy kind of comes on, this film now is going to be... Sh- and just tells you what the whole plot is. <laughs> and then the film kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. plays. So it's, it's uh, yeah, interesting. Crazy. Chesty Morgan. Write that one down then, Neil. Deadly Morgan. 1974, Chesty Morgan. Might need to watch that one. Right then, we've come to the middle of the podcast. Uh, If you look to your left, on our door, we have the Movie Heaven Quiz League table. Right. There you go. Now, as you will see, Daisy is there at the bottom. (laughs) She is actually on the board. I think Uh, her father will surpass her by going even further to the bottom. (laughs) Well, that's the top ten. Okay, so what we do now is I will play this, and it is quiz time. Wafers and wine, and, and wafers. women, and breasts, and wafers. <laughs> Young man. <laughs> wafers. Wafers. Okay, so you will have one minute to answer as many questions as you can. You haven't prepared for this. No, I haven't. No, you haven't. So... Until the cock crows, you have. Are you ready? Yes. 
Which British actor played Boromir in the Lord of the Rings trilogy? D I don't know. Sean Bean. What was the name of Bruce Wayne's butler? Uh, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Wayne. No, it's Alfred. <laughs> Who starred alongside John Travolta in the movie Face Off? Oh, um, yes. <laughs> I, I know the face. That, 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 okay. <laughs> yes, no? No, I know the no, bloke. Nicholas Cage. Yes. Who played the title role in the film Edward Scissorhands? Uh, Johnny Depp. Correct. John Connor is a character from which series of films? Was it Wine, Women and Waiters? <laughs> <laughs> Terminator. Who directed the Star Wars films? Um... <laughs> I've gone blank. Oh, yes. Oh, uh, can't remember. George Lucas. Yes. Who played the role of a disc jockey in the film Good Morning Vietnam? Um, the guy who committed suicide, whose name is Robin Williams. Correct. Who starred in the 1989 film Field of Dreams? Uh, Costner. <laughs> I'll give you that one. It was Kevin Costner. You got three. Three! three. Oh, yeah, not you just, just failed, failed to get, to get, get on, on the, the board. board. Oh, that, that, was, then. that was the quiz. Wine, women and wafers, and wine, women and wafers, and wine, women and wafers, wine, women and wafers, and wine, women and wafers, and don't forget the breast, and the wafers. Wafers. Right. All right, a quick word from our sponsor. Okay. So, Paul, um, favourite screen kiss? Am I allowed to say that after my favourite sexist woman? Because it kind of entails... You, we can yeah. swap it yeah. around. I mean, yeah. Hey, let's be rebels. Let's, Absolutely. Let's, just, let's be barrack Well, let's find change. out the sexiest woman first, then. Or S movie star. And not necessarily be woman. <laughs> Selena <laughs> Scott. <laughs> Sophia Loren. All right. Okay. As we called her in them. Oh, yeah. I'm a proper woman. You know? You know? Yeah. When they made women that were women. And I used to love those... Um, Pink <laughs> <kind of laughs> 50s bras. Those kind of like two traffic ones. cones. Yeah. yeah, the point is. Yeah, I always found them a little tight on me. But, um... <laughs> but did they... So they were shaped like that, or was 50s breasts too <laughs> windy? <laughs> no, they didn't I think have... a mixture. Was yeah, it was a mixture, young man. I think you'll find... 50-50. Did you know... Well, one was pointed and one was normal. <laughs> they all kind of... One pointed up was one kind of pointed down. <laughs> yeah. Did you never hear about the Toblerone breasts? No. <laughs> That's the Toblerone so breast good, good to eat. Yeah. No. Really? I don't like Toblerone. Oh, well, you <laughs> were screwed in the 50s. Yeah. Well, thank God I'm not in the 50s. No, it's the bras. Just really? wonderful eyes. Wonderful eyes. You know, just the bod, that, you know, 50s kind of body. You mm. know, the curves mm. and everything. Is that Racco Welch? Mm. No, that's a bit later. Yeah, that's Racco later, Welch. but that kind of same type of, yeah. Mm. Mm. Is she still alive? Yeah, God, Durant? yes. Is she? Yeah, God, she's yeah. Must she must be about 80. I should Is think. She? But she was married to Ponte. I think he died fairly recently. Who? Pon uh, the, the film director, Ponto, Ponting. Ponto. Ponting. Ponto. Ponting. That famous was married. <laughs> Sophie Loren, not a lot of people know that. <laughs> Mr. Ponting. Good old Fred. <laughs> so Fred Ponting. Ponting. Fred Ponting. He's the kind of the, the conference, the Butlins, the kind of conference football conference version of Butlins, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Ponting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sophia Ponting. <laughs> po Ponting. It wasn't... Look it up. It begins with P, anyhow. <laughs> Director who's much, much older and small... Kind of small guy. Very insignificant chap. But she was a beauty. But An absolute He may beauty. be insignificant, but he was up to his nuts and guts with <laughs> Sophia Loren, wasn't he? Well, that's one well, romantic <laughs> way of describing <laughs> that's, it. That's how I do it. Well, Paul. you say it like that, but he might not have been. 
Well, like, why not? He's married to her. He yeah. must be. Ma- he must be loaded, though, mustn't he? I would have thought. Oh yeah. God, yes. Well, I mean, she wasn't short of a bob. I'm too. sure not. No. But I mean, she's just you know nothing has come close since, as far as I'm concerned. So, Phil, you don't think any of the modern movie stars no. have that? No, 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 no. That kind of that those eyes that. <laughs> Steady on, Paul. We're mm. in a very small room. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Don't go getting too excited. You'll have me eye out. <laughs> and, and that's basically, so the kisses time without any any time she's, you know, you just think, why not me? <laughs> yeah. I'm, what too busy, I'm too busy burying my head in a nun's breast. <laughs> or your dad's, or your mum's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or all three. <laughs> Whoever's available yeah. at the time. Just breasts, you have to bury your head. <laughs> it's an affliction. <laughs> Still going through town with and don't forget the way from <laughs> God, that was a bit Peter Cookish. Right? Yeah. We're getting the well, whole Peter Cook doing a... Yeah, doing okay, a Brian Clark. You had to be there. I yeah. think so. Favourite soundtrack and um, or song. You can have a movie yes, song as well. Kind of weird, another slightly weird one, Men of Harlech, um during Zulu. Um, oh, Zulu right, okay. was probably uh, just my second, you know, nearly was my... Movie, movie, heaven, movie heaven, movie heaven, movie heaven, and just that—that that moment, that kind of, you know, where the Zulus are doing their war cry on mm. the thing, looking down, and they start singing. It's just something. Uh, so, did you say you were seven when you watched Zulu the first time? Yes. So that didn't have the same. Well, effect. I didn't see much. Of it. I was no, but I was going to say that, that didn't have the same effect of you on you as Bambi. Then you you liked. Zulu more than you liked Bambi. Uh, no, I cried, so I didn't watch it. The I didn't. I was taken out the first time. Right. So uh, when, I was taken when, out of Bambi. And so this is yeah. Uh, when so did the you first watch two Zulu films, again? and there's a bit of a difference, isn't it, Bambi and uh, Zulu? But um, yeah, the first two films. Those are my first two films, and I was taken out of both. And um, so when did you watch Zulu again? Then? Oh, at what point? Loads did you... of times on TV and videos right. and whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a. It's been a. Yeah, it's been a great film. It's yeah. Okay, and have it. you seen Bambi since? No, really. No, it's, that was too much. <laughs> I'm having counselling, and it's it's, <laughs> it's kind of working up until tonight. And uh, we'll just uh, can we leave it at that? Actually, that's it's, fine. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's poor. Under, I really don't want to kind of go. We into can see it. the tears yeah. going down your cheeks. Yeah. No, it's fine. We'll leave it. Coming down my that's legs, fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would you like a venison burger? <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. I know what he does want. Wafers and wine <laughs> and women. Wafers and breasts. <laughs> we need to work out that. Chesty so really yeah, we're getting all over that. <laughs> no, not ch- yeah, Chesty Morgan. No, Chesty, Chesty, Chesty Morgan. Morgan. Yes. Yeah. Chesty Morgan. Crystal was the name of the... Chesty Warm... Chesty Warman? Warman? <laughs> got a new Mormon. one. She's a Mormon. <laughs> Chesty... <laughs> A chesty Mormon. There goes that chesty Mormon. <laughs> There's four of them. I got four of them at home. Yeah. Four Mormon. <laughs> chesty four, right. Foreman. Foreman. <laughs> Will it be you? I've done that. Oh, yeah. sorry. Oh, yeah, we're down to Hidden Gem. Hidden Gem movie. Hidden One that you you know about. Well, Another I mean, pretentious one. Deadly Weapons. Le Havre. Okay. Explain. It's, it's French. It's, how can we say, uh, every... Um, Every frame is like an impressionist painting. Right. No, it's a really amazing film, uh, and everything is really it's it's very very French. But I think it's a, a Dane or, or a Norwegian guy is the is the director. I can't remember. It was on TV not that long ago, and it just knocked my socks off. Every everything turns out brilliantly in it. Everything is there's not one kind of. It looks as if it's going to be a really sad movie, and everything, you know, the woman who's got 
a, a day to live with terminal cancer survives and the little boy who's um refugee locked in a, a, a container ship is fine and has a lovely life and it's just a wonderful film. Lahar. Again, is this an old film or newish it's, film? No, a newish, you know, within the ten, last ten years, I guess. But a, a definite watch. I mean, the, I've never seen cinematography like it in terms of, you know, the, the settings, just mm. an apple on a chair and things like that, you know. A wafer. Just <laughs> on a breast. <laughs> on a breast. With a bottle of wine by the side. 2011. 2011. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, great film. Watch it. Really. That and Chesty Moore, you know, that and Deadly Weapon. <laughs> Deadly Weapons, <laughs> as Brian Clough would say, young to, man. I'm going to have to uh, keep talking. And, this has well, been an education, yeah. isn't it, guys? Uh, well, I'm, I'm, a film fucking education. I'm um, just making more notes about Chesty Morgan. <laughs> You're looking at French films. I haven't got and, past. And they're big, Neil. They oh are my God, big they babies. Are. Oh, you've got it. 1974, yeah. Harry Reams was in it. He was uh, in uh, Deep Throat. Deep Throat. Oh, so, gosh. There you go. Right. So it so might have been the a bit, old, mm, bit so, porny. I mean, I mean, there was the real Dirty Mac Brigade in there. That's my brother and myself. I'm not sure about the rest of the punters. But there was just old guys, about six old guys in there. Making strange noises. She's 73, 32, 36. Yikes! <laughs> 73. Move over, Sophie. Sophie. Uh, yes. Deadly weapons. Watch the mob get busted, and busted is underlined, <laughs> when Chesty takes her revenge. <laughs> yeah! Starring the incredible Chesty Morgan. They've actually put her vital statistics over her nipples. Holy moly. There you go. What Can I remember? Hey! <laughs> Young man. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's wafers, wine wow. women, and boobies. Crikey. <laughs> Giganticus. And even had a writer as well. Someone yeah, wrote that. Bloody hell. Judy J. Kushner. Well done. Mm, well done, Cushy Judy, baby. Well done. All right. Well, we're... <clears throat> 3.2 out of 10. As on. <laughs> but that's good. I think we've definitely got to look at that. Yeah, <laughs> I know the rest of it. That's it. We've now, been... let's, let's yeah. cut this short. We've got to the yeah. chase. Let's we'll just, just get round chest. A live commentary as we watch it. Right, so we're at the final question, I'm afraid. Mm. Oh. Paul, your movie heaven. This is the uh, film that you would take up to your little cloud and watch over and over again. Um, doesn't necessarily have to be a favourite film. It could be that film that you see on TV and watch it wherever it's at. Yes. Uh, am I allowed to say what it is? Yes. Oh, yes, sorry. Yeah, my favourite my favorite film is Kez. Okay. And uh, I, I guess um, I hate the, the ending and the, you know, the you know if people haven't seen it, uh, I won't spoil it, but uh, I just, I think it's the most awful ending of kind of all time, that kind of mm. loss of hope. But um, it, it was just one of those kind of films you grow up with in the, in that I would have been exactly the same age as, I think it came out in 69, 70, something like that, and I was um, uh, coming up for kind of GCSEs or O-levels, as it was then. So I'd been the same age as the kind of the boy in it, Billy Casper. He didn't talk like that. He wasn't from Ireland, but I just... <laughs> <talked>. <laughs> Um, but the interesting thing w w was with that film, then it was kind of, oh, God, there's no hope. You know, the mum was working in Woolworths and the, the brother was down the mines, which was a pretty well-paid job, you know, mm. down the mines and the community and stuff. And and, the, and the, his younger brother, the only kind of thing he could do 
was go down the mines. Well, of course, if that was refilmed now, they'd all be on the dole, mm. you know. So that was quite, quite kind of interesting in a kind of social, um, you know, experiment way, getting serious. But no, great film, and and, and the middle bit with the. Um, just perfect the, the the football scene you know one of the greatest football Brian matches Blabber, ever put on I mean, in cinema just you know i'll be bobby charlton <laughs> it's brian clough i'll be brian clough you be bobby charlton uh just that bit you know and all and just all that's just how school was at that mm. you know, the, the little kid remember the little kid who got whacked was kind of you know coming to with an errand and got kind of i'm sure they just whacked him and just to see he was really good acting but you know you, you know you just got my my you know i went to a little grammar it's the second smallest grammar school in in england bitterford grammar school and you were just getting hit left right and center all um uh, the 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 physic i worked out the other day um because when i worked at the school up at dip i used to kind of tell the kids about what it was like in you know back in the day mm-hmm. and we had 35 minute lessons and basha bartlett the um physics teacher had a meter rule and he would cane on average ten people a lesson. So if it took two minutes, that's twenty minutes of caning, and you had ten minutes of physics, which actually wasn't a bad fucking. Well, as, as long as you weren't one of the ones being caned. Flogger Hoskins was the uh, <laughs> for PE and would flick a, a wet towel as we ran naked through them. <laughs> now he'd be jailed for ten years for that. Now I got Harry Parry used to. Used to get your chemistry master. Get, this is difficult on radio. Would get your head, move it to one side, and slap you as hard as he could across the ear. Oh. I mean, <laughs> I'm still on the towel. I've got this image of you naked boys running through the school with a teacher whipping you, chasing you. I just like the fact you got all these names: yeah. Harry Parry, Flasher Hoskins, Flasher no, fl- Flogger, oh, Flogger. <laughs> Flogger Hoskins and Chesty Morgan star in <laughs> Wait Deadly Horse. Wait first. So we've not only just got the and, song for the can film. Can I just say, a... P.E., you were only allowed to wear shorts, no pants, right. no sock, no pants, young man, <laughs> no top, no socks, really? whatever. And you do boxing. So you just go in two lines with boxing gloves and you just... <laughs> box for kind of three minutes and then it was the next people's turn so you could be the smallest child on the planet and you'd be with some massive kid who just <laughs> knocks the shit out of you for three minutes I th- and, three uh, of the worst words you ever heard at school were shirts v skins <laughs> um, oh. used to send a shiver down my spine and then you just <laughs> hope and pray that you were on the shirt side skins, yeah. because then if you were skins and you're body was wobbling all over the place well we were skins v skins you know who's going to be you know bruised skins versus you know (laughs) hoskins smashed skin it was but you know it made me it fucking made me bav you know the man i am today did it Really? Yeah, that's why I was crying in everyone's breasts. <laughs> Still doing it. <laughs> Whilst he was playing football. <laughs> it just sounds so wrong, isn't it? In fact, you're not allowed any pants, and you're also, like, bare-chested. <laughs> but both teams are. So how... how yes. It's just... The, it's the, that te- there was, what's the teacher doing now? 
She's starring in a crime for ten years. <laughs> ten years in fucking Pentonville, hopefully. <laughs> the Chesty Morgan Academy. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly! Oh, well, thank you very much, Paul. It's been an eye opener. It's, it's, oh, it's opened my eye, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of prostrate. Yeah. Talking yeah. Well, we'll get those harmonies sorted out, won't we? Bend over, Neil. Why not? I'm starting to do the old practice. Bend over, young man. Come on. We've got Manchester now. <laughs> <laughs> Liam Gallagher. It's <laughs> <Yes. laughs> fucking Oasis. Yeah. Mad for it. I'm mad for it, Brian. Oh, I think I think we should uh, we should play out with Chester. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think you uh, you forgot one little thing. Oh God, yes. Wish you already have one of these, young man. But now you've joined the vest. Joined the I vest. Did get, I did get one last time. Didn't you? Like, no, no. I'm sure we gave you one. We would not have just not. Oh no, 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 no! It was a movie. It was yeah, a movie called. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, well, that's you. for you. So this will never leave my wrist. <laughs> <laughs> a, I bet you said that. To yes, me. I'm glad the cameras aren't rolling. <laughs> yes, but thank you ever so much. Yes, thank you. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you very much, Pam. <laughs> thank you very much, Neil. Do you want to do a little bit of housekeeping? Yes, I think we said wafers and wine and women, wafers and breasts. Yes! We got it! Yes. <laughs> Only took half an hour. <laughs> I think that was good. Bye. Wafers and wine, wine and women. Wafers and breasts. What the actual fuck? So there you go. That was a lovely fun blast from the past from one of our old Movie Heaven podcasts. Um, thank you very much to Paul. Thank you very much to Neil, obviously. Thank you very much to Lorraine from shine don't forget to like their facebook page uh we'll have all the information about the raffle for those amazing prizes uh anybody that is a this country fan um tell all your friends try and get as many entries into that raffle as you possibly can and let's raise some money for a fantastic cause but you are going to get some fantastic prizes i mean prizes that money cannot buy so um yeah just check on the, all the social media. We will be following, we will be sorting all that out. It'll be on our social media. It'll be on Shine's Facebook page. Uh, all the information will be on the show notes for the podcast as well. Uh, come and like and subscribe and rate the podcast, please. Uh, if you go to iTunes, just put in WTAF, uh, leave a review and a rating. That really helps us get uh, more eyes on the podcast, which in turn then gets more eyes on the TV show. Um, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WTAF This Country. And if you go to our Pancast uh, website, pancast.co.uk, and click the link for WTAF Store, you'll see all of the merch that we've now got available caps, t shirts, mugs, posters, uh, what else? Tote bags. There's some uh, really nice stuff there. Uh, I think that's it. What else have we got? A Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash WTAF for your chance to get some fantastic signed postcards uh, for as little as $5 a month. Or if you want to go for the full package, $15 a month, you get every single one of those seven postcards signed by the cast, as well as a chance to come and join us in the shed or on Skype to uh, be a guest on the podcast, just as Paul Carpenter did last week. And thank you very much to Paul once again. Uh, don't forget the other pages. You have the Dump Gang on Facebook. 
you also have the This Country page on Facebook. You have This Country fan page on Instagram and also This Country fan page on Twitter. You have also have the unofficial This Country uh, website. Is this-country.co.uk uh, run by uh, the wonderful Paul Barnes as well. Uh, there's so much going on in this country. Um, what more can you say? I think I've said enough. That's it. Thank you very much for this uh, episode, and we'll see you all again soon. So go get plumbed, you fuckers. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hi, I'm Pav. I'm Neil. We're here to tell you about our new exciting project, the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Phenomenal. That's right, Neil. We grab a guest or two, pick a subject, then bring our own Top 10s to the pod. Yes. It could be Top 10 scary movies, Top 10 swear words, Top 10 breakfast foods, anything. Oh, you saucy devil. Indeed, Neil. Our first episode will be online very soon, so subscribe on all your usual podcast platforms so you don't miss it. Yes. The Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's begin the countdown. Phenomenal. Phenomenal.